Journalists from across the Pacific are speaking out in an effort to raise awareness for press freedom. It comes as World Press Freedom Day is celebrated. It was launched by the United Nations in 1998 to remind governments of their duty to respect freedom of expression. In the Pacific, there have been some improvements since then, but journalists from across the region told Final Fonua there is still a long way to go. The motion is carried, and the act is now being repealed. This was the moment Fiji's parliament repealed the law restricting the rights of journalists in Fiji for more than a decade. Fiji Times editor Fred Wesley says those were dark days. It hung over our heads like the sword of Damocles, you know, forever threatening the very foundation of media freedom. So with that repeal, we are now free to report uh, freely, uh, express uh, opinions freely. An editor was liable to a fine not exceeding $25,000 and two years in jail. The Media Industry Development Bill, or the Draconian Law as Fred calls it, was introduced in 2010 by Fiji's former Prime Minister Frank Bainimarama. Mr. Wesley says it instilled fear and he was threatened with imprisonment. This was the reality of all of Fiji's media if their reports threatened the national interests. So when the law was repealed earlier this year, he broke down in tears. I remember an overflowing of emotions that morning. I I remember memories came flooding back all the years of fighting for the removal of the act. You know, it it was overwhelming. I, I remember trying to keep the tears away, but it was... It was truly, truly emotional. Uh, a weight, you know, it, it was like a weight had just been lifted off my shoulders. Whilst Fiji's media is liberated, their Melanesian counterparts in Papua New Guinea are still threatened with state control. In March this year, a media act was drafted in PNG's parliament proposing the creation of a state body to regulate the licensing of journalists. Local journalist Scott Wythey says the PNG Media Council is challenging the policy. The Media Council is working through this, trying to restructure itself, trying to get everybody on board and to work through this so that the policy in its current form doesn't get through. I guess the overall picture is that we need a lot of help in terms of welfare of journalists, support going to journalists in terms of training, uh, so that is a message that we've conveyed to you know, the policymakers. Meanwhile, press freedom appears to be undisturbed in Polynesia. For Tongans, it's a vast improvement from the past when journalists endured repressive media laws. Daimitonga editor Kalafi Moala was jailed in 1996 for contempt of parliament and his paper was temporarily banned in 2003. Mwala says those days are now a thing of the past. It's so much better today. Nobody is in jail. And nobody has been uh, persecuted for, for anything. There are uh, defamation laws that anybody can take uh, media to court if they feel they have been irresponsible reporting. But in terms of freedom to speak, freedom to publish, or the broadcast, it's there in Tonga. We're enjoying it. In Samoa, there are concerns over accessibility to information. Complaints have arisen over late press statements issued by government 
and in the 2021 general elections, several villages banned journalists from their district gatherings. Langi Karasoma, head of the Journalist Association of Samoa, is hoping access to information will improve. We're still facing a lot of、uh, barriers in, in, in getting information, not only from the government and from other organizations that need to be so. That's one of our main、uh, obstacles here. You know, freedom of the press is not something that is part of our culture. This is a new government, and we hope to address it with the new government. While they do have an open door policies like the previous government, but there are still times that we they do give us around the runabout. In Micronesia, press freedom varies. Nauru's media landscape is heavily regulated. There is no independent media in the country of just over 12,000 people, and foreign journalists are required to pay a visa of 6,000 U.S. dollars. It's the opposite case for the Marshall Islands, where independent media thrives. Editor of the Marshall Islands Journal, Giff Johnson, says media independence is respected in both governments and society. The, the appreciation of most people in government and in the public about the importance of media freedom in the Marshall Islands, I think, is 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 really good, and it, it's it's meant that we have a, a fairly robust and, and open、uh, ability to publish、uh, what we want to publish. According to UNESCO, 87 journalists and media workers were killed in 2022, an average of one fatality a day, and a 50% jump in fatalities from the previous year.